Hello and welcome to Calling All Detectives from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Calling All Detectives! When a newspaper asked me to write a series of articles on crime, what I got was a first-hand demonstration of murder. That is the situation on this page from my casebook, the casebook of Jerry Browning, Private Detective. A private detective like me, Jerry Browning, operates on the theory that a criminal doesn't deserve the ghost of a chance. A ghost, that's what we'll give you, Browning. He'll write the story, but it'll be under your name. Confessions of a Private Detective by Jerry Browning. The most terrific series the Daily Graphic has ever run. You're wrong, Mr. Abbott. The series won't be ghostwritten. If your paper's going to pay me for the articles, I'll write them. Abbott grinned. Okay, okay, you write them. I'll print them. Dynamic, honest, fearless, but uh, look out for libel. Just then a fat man strode through the city room. As he reached us, Browning, meet the most noted and quoted gossip columnist in town, Tommy Thompson. Tommy, this is Jerry Browning, the private dick. Hi, Browning. See you later. I'm on deadline. Thompson dashed to his private office, and Abbott introduced me to Cy Turrell, his city editor, and Lloyd Vincent, special rewrite man. The editor pointed to the far corner of the room. You sit there, Browning. Feed your stuff to Vince there. He'll tell you how. Vince told me. He led me away from Abbott and Turrell. When do I write? That's what I want to know. Just finished getting that fellow in the slot next to you settled. Fellow named Brinkley, hot shot reporter from Denver. Now I gotta break you in. Well, sit down and listen. I sat down at the desk next to Brinkley, the reporter from Denver, and then the special rewrite man explained about headlines and bylines and lead lines. Showed me how to set the typewriter margin so that I'd come out six words to the line without counting. He even took time to explain matters of safety, like not throwing copy paper on the floor without crumpling it first. I guess I was a good audience because Vince gave me the full lecture. As for the reporter, Brinkley, he seemed in another world, in a creative hassle at his machine. But me? I listened. And then I heard... The shot came from Tommy Thompson's office. As soon as we got there, I knew he'd made his deadline. The hard way. Hired to do a series of articles on crime, I discovered that the paper's gossip columnist had been shot. Abbott, the publisher, took one look. Brinkley, you handle this. Headline, scandal, seeker, or suicide. Turl, get the photographers. No, Mr. Abbott, you're not going to get the photographers. You're going to get the police. Because Tommy Thompson was murdered. Look. I pointed to the typewriter. See? Somebody got in here, attached the gun to the inside of the machine, rigged up a mechanism that Thompson's typing would set off. Look, here's the gun. Brinkley, change that story. Headline, mystery murderer strikes at crusading colonist. Vince, stop the presses. We're running a Tommy Thompson memorial issue. Browning, as for you... I know, find the murderer. All right, beat it, you guys. I got them all out and went over that office with a fine-tooth comb. And what I turned up was nothing but file after file of just plain dirt on the big and little people in town. I went back to the city room. Mr. Abbott, Mr. Charles, two questions. One, who's threatened Thompson lately? Abbott answered that one. Who hasn't threatened him? He was always threatened. Tell you this, though, 
Maybe the guy slung mud, but it was clean mud. I mean truthful. Never had a single libel suit. But if you're going to look for the people who wanted to kill him, you might as well go straight to the city directory. Okay, we'll skip that for a while. Question two. Who had access to Thompson's office? Turl tackled that one. Everybody on the staff. Besides, Thompson had a constant stream of visitors. That's how he got his tips. Cab drivers come here, hat trick gals, waiters, all kinds of people come to see Tommy. So did the cops at that point. What they discovered wasn't any help either. Fingerprints? Sure. The joint's jumping with them. Looks like Thompson's office was a meeting place for the whole town. I wandered back to the desk that had been assigned to me. Vince got up from my chair. What do you mean, Brinkley, you can't write the story? It's hot, it's got everything, drama, suspense. You don't understand, Vince. I've got to know my subject before I can write. I didn't know Tommy Thompson. Never met him before tonight. I can't do the story justice. Oh, for the love of... A genius typewriter I've got to fool with at a time like this. I'll write the story here. Vince ripped the yellow copy paper from the machine. As he handed it to Brinkley, I saw that it had about three single-spaced lines of typing, all X'd out. Vince tore into the story. Copy literally screamed out of Brinkley's machine. But as for Brinkley, he just looked helpless and tossed the page onto the floor. I started to go over to him. I skidded on that slippery paper and I went down on a heap. That was when I should have got mad. But instead, I got an idea. Oh, I'm sure a stumblefoot. No harm done. Come on, Brinkley, let's get out of the way. Brinkley followed me willingly. Now, look, Brinkley, you're a smart reporter. I don't know anything about this business. Help me out, huh? I want to do a 13-MO bit. Need a stick for the makeup, man. What'll I do? Sure, it was double talk. Just newspaper jargon like I'd heard Vince and Turl use. But Brinkley went for it. You honestly don't know anything about newspaper writing, Browning? Well, I'm one journalist, dude. I let him have it then. I knew I had my man. Because no reporter ever calls himself a journalist. But Brinkley had given himself away plenty before that. There was a slow typing, the single spacing, and most important of all, the way he'd tossed that piece of copy paper away. That was one of the safety rules Vince had talked about earlier. Paper's slippery. A real reporter always crumples it before he flings it, just to avoid the kind of fall I'd taken. Well, we got Brinkley's confession. He was a teller in an upstate bank whose embezzling had caught up with him. He'd listened in on a phone conversation, heard Tommy invite his boss to stop in sometime for a very interesting tidbit about one of his trusted employees. And Brinkley'd cooked up the idea of eliminating Tommy before he told the story. He also cooked up the fiction of being a hotshot reporter in order to get <clears throat> access to Thompson's office where he rigged up the typewriter for a sudden death. Well, that's all there was to it. I was a hero, a front-page wonder. Except that I never did get to write those articles on crime because it would have meant printing in Abbott's own newspaper the fact that a killer had talked him into a reporter's job. Like I said, a killer can bluff his way for a while. But the way he winds up is always without a ghost of a chance. <laughs> 